Hi, my name is Kira. I tend to forget to introduce myself, so this is what that is. I am a Seattle-based storyteller, writer, uh, podcaster, you name it. I just really want to share the gospel and share how Jesus truly changes everything. So this is your invitation to stay. You can find other episodes as well as my blog, um, any other important links, all in the description. Also, you can check it out on kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. But there is grace here. There is love here. There is truth here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Not everything labeled Christian is automatically good. And not everything that is secular is immediately wrong. This is important. You know, as as we walk in this world using godly wisdom and godly discernment, we want to live a life that honors God and shares his word. No theologian, pastor, apologist, or Christian is perfectly doctrinally sound. And not everything that comes out of a non-Christian's mouth automatically goes against the Christian worldview. There was only one perfect man, Jesus. His name is Jesus. The rest of us, we are very deeply flawed. We're not nearly as wise as we think. So not everything labeled Christian is automatically God-honoring. We must remember this. You've heard of this concept, self-helpism. It's a multi-billion dollar industry that preaches that through positive thinking, self-examination, and goal setting, you know, we can become better and the best versions of ourselves. You know, I don't think I need to even further explain it because the chances you're already quite familiar with it. I found myself deep, deeply invested in self-improvement. I think around like high school and first year of college. And if we're, we're going to play the honest game, it, it was definitely an idol uh, in my life. As you know, we're probably can assume I... I kind of go all out with hobbies and interests, uh, hence why I took dieting too far. Um, And when I (laughs) was looking at the evidence that proves that the Christian God is real, uh, we all know that I looked at hours of research. (laughs) But my my point being is that I was obsessed with self-improvement and the the power of, of positive thinking. I've read many books. I remember watching YouTube videos on anger management and exercises that you can do to let go of the negative aspects of your life and just take control of what's controllable. Control your life today. And I even created motivational videos that are still on my YouTube channel to this day. Self-helpism in itself, it's not Satan worshiping. You know, it's not inherently wrong. Actually, what's very, what's very interesting is in general, I've noticed a lot of like biblical-esque 
topics. You know, it's like Bible related topics mixed in with another worldview. It's, it's like an almost but not quite vibe that I get when I look at the things of this world, particularly with self-helpism. As people, we, we should strive to be better versions of ourselves. We should have the self-awareness to identify the great and the not-so-great parts of us. I think that's a good thing. We should strive to be servant-hearted, humble leaders, generous with money, self-control, loving, kind, gentle, willing to stand up for ourselves and for others. All things that Jesus was and is, by the way. Actually, you know, self-help is um, that's kind of hard to say. Can we go with SH, please? <laughs> SH is not necessarily a bad concept. There's actually nothing wrong with wanting to be a better person. You know, can you imagine what our world would look like if we all had the same goal to try to be better versions of ourselves? But the problem I have found is there are some dangers with SH. And as someone who used to be heavily invested in it, I think I have a unique perspective to share. At its core, I I don't think it works. It says that, SH says that we are both the problem and the solution. It is a subtle notion that to fix what is fundamentally wrong, we all we need to do is, is look inward. But you would never tell a broken dishwasher to fix itself. You would take it to the creator, the manufacturer. And listen, I, I get it. It's not, it's not a perfect analogy. I'm comparing an object to a person. But is it crazy to think that they are so far off? I think they're actually quite related. We can fix ourselves, but only so much. What happens to the friend who cannot improve themselves with the power of positive thinking? See, I immediately think of addicts. Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, you've heard of that. You know, I was not a part of AA, but I was a part of a similar program called Celebrate Recovery, CR for short. You know, Christians and and non-Christians could walk through this 12-week program to, you know, tackle whatever sort of addiction, trauma, or pain that they they were dealing with. And it was all centered on God. And listen, you, you quickly learn about people, and you are humbled by the reality that we are all just dealing with something. Some of the kindest souls I met were were dealing with addictions to food or struggling with codependency or deeply hurt by regrettable abortion. Self-helpism works until it doesn't. So these, these people, including me, like we were trying everything we could to take control of our lives, to jump over the mental hurdle and, and practice positive thinking. You would never look at us, okay, well, maybe me, but you would never look at them and think to yourself like they weren't trying enough they weren't doing enough they weren't trying hard enough you know admit i i did that until i found myself going to cr i i'll admit i thought i was mentally tough 
until I found myself going to these meetings. It turns out I'm human and I'm not capable of saving myself. SH works until it doesn't. So there, I don't know, there, there are just some problems that are too big for us to handle. Like, we can't fix ourselves. I don't even think I mentioned the, the, the timing of this, but it, I found myself going to CR after I just tried to be a better person and, and improve my situation with positive thinking. I tried that for months. Turns out SH was not enough. And I know that this is anecdotal, but like these, this is what SH doesn't tell you. It might not work. Lauren Powell, an apologist and Christian blogger, says this. Self-helpism says I ought to believe in myself, put my faith in my abilities, and harness my self-confidence and enthusiasm to attain success and happiness. I must believe that I am great, that my efforts are enough, and that I am the one who determines my steps and my outcomes. Under self-helpism, I am the center of my own focus and attention, and I need only to look inside myself for the help and power required for success. In a very real sense, I am the god of my own life. So then what? To those where, who, who cannot fix themselves with the power of positive thinking, so what? Are, are we completely doomed? Are we mentally weak? According to this SH worldview, maybe so. But I'd, I'd like to share the gospel with you a little bit later. As hinted at, the another problem that I have found with SH is it, it turns people into gods. We become our own idols. The problem of, of this is, well, we will be crushed under the weight of our own worship. We will end up hating ourselves if we intentionally or unintentionally decide to make ourselves gods. We will never be satisfied. We will never be enough, not on our own. I remember when I was infatuated with self-help. I either worshipped myself or hated myself. There was hardly an in-between. You know, I either felt like I had complete control over my life and I felt unstoppable or I no longer had control because the unthinkable happened and I hated myself for it. See, the reason why I fell off the self-improvement train was not because I was suddenly enlightened and saw the flaws within its, its, uh, within it. I fell off because I got booted off. The unthinkable happened. I lost control and could not gain it back. I was nearly failing my physics classes. I realized I was living in sin. I kept comparing myself to my peers. I couldn't just focus on the positives. There were no positives. You are not enough, not on your own. But stay until the end of this episode as there is hope.
you know, please do not make the mistake I made and thought to myself that I, I could do it all with positive thinking and the power to control whatever is controllable. Like, if self-improvement really worked, why do we have an endless supply of books and videos on it? Don't you think we'd have one if it was really that simple? Yeah, I'm not trying to be a jerk. This is all food for thought. I'm just, I've seen the way that it has the power to just completely and utterly destroy you. All it takes is one misstep, or rather for something you didn't think would happen to happen. I, I made the mistake last year of dieting too hard. What started as a fun experiment led to a binge eating addiction. I didn't know enough about the balance of dieting and exercising, so I, I screwed myself over. The unthinkable happened. Notice too that the problem was not that I was dieting or aiming to live a healthier lifestyle. It's the fact that I was doing it without enough knowledge and I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I screwed up and was living this binge and restrict cycle. I would eat everything my body was craving, you know, and eating like what, three to 4,000 calories over my maintenance and then barely eating anything the next day as if that would mitigate the damage done. I did this for like what, seven months. I couldn't help myself, even when I implemented the different techniques that worked for others, I was just stuck. And here's the truth, you know what ended up helping me? Turning to Jesus, reminding myself who I am in Him. Self-helpism is not wrong when it suggests that something inside of us is the problem. It was not necessarily the diet that was the mistake, but the lack of knowledge, plus the idea in my head that I would be more beautiful if I weighed a certain amount. Self-helpism isn't wrong when it suggests that the problem was deeper than food. But where SH is problematic is when it suggests that the solution is also inside of me. See, though I, I still feel the temptation to eat all that I can and practice these old unhealthy habits, I've been able to manage it much better. Listen, I've, I've tried every method under the sun. You know what works? Jesus works. Prayer works. I know it's anecdotal, and I, I want to be clear. God is not some magic lamp genie who is here to grant all of your greatest desires. But also, don't underestimate the power of prayer. This is the same God who raised Jesus from the dead. Our God is capable. Our God is able. If you've been searching for healing for your soul, peace within the storm, comfort in a difficult season, may I suggest Jesus? Before you knock it, could you at least try it? See what your God is capable of. SH downplays sin. It makes it seem like it's not a big deal. 
See, the world may call you weak, but that's not what you look like in my eyes. You're human in my eyes. I know how powerful temptation can be. I, I know the dangers of sin. Yeah, you are weak. I'm weak. I can't do it on my own, and neither can you. But there is hope. Stay until the end of this episode. With SH, there is no end goal. Self-discipline is a biblical practice. So maybe for you, what, you know, to get the the job, the degree, the, the girl, whatever, all it takes is for some self-discipline to clean up your life, start using a planner, and, you know, you become more confident. But when will you be eternally fulfilled, eternally satisfied? You and I both know that there is no amount of success power, wealth, or pleasure that will ultimately satisfy you. Not in this world. We will always want more. Could it be that the God you push away may be the only thing that will satisfy you? I have found that to be true. I have tried your worldview and the biblical worldview. Jesus just seems to work. I wonder why. My friend who is struggling, the Bible teaches us that we are weak. I know you're trying as hard as you can. I know to the world you may look like you just failed your SH course. But my worldview says that we are inherently weak on our own. You're not crazy. It feels impossible on your own because it is. We're not as strong as we think. (laughs) We desperately are in need of a rescue. We only have strength with God. You know, we are sinful beings. Our heart is deceitful. We chase material things that will ultimately leave us empty inside. Self-helpism tells us to just find ourselves, elevate ourselves, depend on ourselves, and worship ourselves. But Jesus says to lose ourselves, humble ourselves, deny ourselves, and die to ourselves. It's God alone who is your strength. He gives us life, breath, identity, and purpose desperately in need of a savior this is why jesus died on the cross for our sins and through our faith that jesus is lord and that he rose again we can be saved self-helpism fails because it assumes that we are both the problem and the solution whereas in my worldview it acknowledges The problem is within us, but the solution is outside. It's Jesus. Don't knock my worldview until you truly try it. As someone who used to be obsessed with self-helpism, I'm telling you, you got to try Jesus. It's so much better. If it's okay, I would like to just end in prayer. Dear God, we need you. We long for you, and we cannot do this ourselves. True contentment and true freedom is found in you, Jesus. 
we're hurting. We long for a savior. And the good news is that it is you, Jesus. You died for our sins. You died and rose from the dead. And now we can be saved through our faith in you. You love us eternally. You give us life. You give us purpose. May we all cling to you. Amen. I'm telling you, you got to try Jesus. Thank you.